Welcome to my video, Banks and Gold. The failures of Silicon Valley Bank, Signature Bank and First Republic Bank must be considered a wake-up call, even as a potential starting point for much bigger economic and financial troubles. Bank customers want to get rid of their uninsured bank deposits, swap them for insured bank deposits or exchange them for other assets such as money market funds or T-bills. Deposits are withdrawn in particular from small and medium-sized banks and shoved into large banks. This causes a liquidity drain for small and medium-sized banks. What is more, investors realize that in an emergency, bank deposits will most likely be rescued while bank equity and bondholders will be wiped out. This in turn increases the capital costs of small and medium-sized banks reducing their competitiveness and profits. Even worse, it can result in losses, which is the case when a bank's funding costs, which are largely driven by short-term liabilities, suddenly exceed the return on its asset portfolio, which consists of long-term investments. Faced with such problems, small and medium-sized banks can be expected to become more risk-sensitive restricting their credit supply, which will affect mainly local or regional consumers, firms and public sector entities. As credit becomes less available and more expensive, economic activity suffers, affecting consumption and investment. Moreover, the looming losses in the commercial real estate sector may put additional severe pressure on banks' equity capital, prompting banks to reduce balance sheet risks, tighten lending standards and further reduce their credit supply. And then there is the thorny issue of fractional reserve banking. It means that banks' cash reserves are merely a tiny fraction compared to their customers' site deposits, which can be withdrawn at any time and in full, should the consumer choose to do so. Fractional reserves means that banks are latently illiquid. As long as customers do not withdraw their funds, everything seems fine. But if they do, banks can plunge into a liquidity crisis. They simply do not have enough cash to fund their customers' cash withdrawals. To prevent a liquidity crisis in March 2023 linked to the failure of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, the US central bank extended new credit and central bank money to banks in need. While a system-wide liquidity shortage can technically be solved or prevented that way, there is no guarantee that investors and customers' lost confidence can be restored that easily. Confidence in banks is a crucial factor in the functioning of today's fiat money system in which commercial banks keep up and increase the money stock through credit creation. However, we know from sound economic theory that a fiat money system brings trouble. The money creation through bank credit expansion leads to overconsumption and malinvestment. It initially creates a boom, which inevitably is followed by a bust. The boom lasts as long as new credit and money are pumped into the economic and financial system. It turns into bust when the inflow of new credit and money dries up. 
The latter is typically caused by banks being unwilling or unable to extend new credit and roll over maturing customer loans. It gets really nasty when loan defaults pile up. Banks' tight equ equity capital is dwindling, necessitating a reduction in balance sheet risk. The ensuing credit crisis typically triggers the economy and financial system to fall off the cliff. Investors and customers fear that banks could become insolvent, meaning that the total income from banks' assets is exceeded by banks' entire payment obligations. If a liquidity crisis can cause a bank run, widespread concern among investors that banks could become insolvent certainly will. Can the problems in the US banking system be solved by, say, establishing a system-wide deposit guarantee scheme? Are banks' capital bases strong enough to withstand the fallout of a potential recession? Will investors' and customers' confidence return and make concerns about the health of the banking system go away? Of course, there is a chance that everything will turn out fine, or at least that the fear of an immediate crisis will wane or even die down. However, there is also a possibility that this will not be the case and that the problems in the banking system will worsen. Investors should know that in the event of a big crisis, a crash of the economic and financial system, there will be presumably no other option than for the central bank to intervene by lowering borrowing costs and injecting new credit and money. The casualty of such a large-scale monetization would be the purchasing power of the US dollar. And likely many other fiat currencies because banks elsewhere will not remain unaffected. High inflation, perhaps sky-high inflation, would then be the outcome of rescuing the fiat money system. What does it mean for the investor? One way to protect against credit and or inflation risks is to hold physical gold and silver as part of your liquid portfolio. These precious metals do not carry any default or counterparty risk and central banks running the electronic printing presses cannot reduce their exchange value. Physical gold in particular has served people as reliable money as a store of value to be trusted for thousands of years. There is a good reason to expect that physical gold will continue to protect investors when the fiat money regime turns sour. Thank you very much for your attention. If you enjoyed the video, please like, share, ring the bell and, most importantly, follow my channel.